Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. You are listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we are very happy to have Craig Elkins and his band. Craig Elkins' story is a familiar one in the new music universe. Elkins was a founding member of the band Huffamoose, which played at the main stage at Woodstock in 1994, got signed to Interscope Records, cracked Billboard's charts, played on Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and garnered some effusive praise from rock impresario and film director Cameron Crowe. But despite the impressive resume, Huffamoose eventually folded. Elkins kept hacking away at, his, at songs without his band and found some success getting his music into film and television shows. Now Elkins is back with a new record called I Love You, and it features quirky vocals with a hint of Elvis Costello vibrato, swaggering grooves, and roadhouse piano that share space within intimate ballads and tongue-in-cheek lyrics to offset some earnestly twangy pedal steel. It's a satisfying musical experience, and although we're not sure that he left, we're very happy that Elkins is back. Welcome to Independence Day, Craig and the band. Thank you, Joe. It's happy to see you. So we've got the whole band in here. We've got five of you. It's, it's kind of cycled down the line here so we can make sure who we're dealing with. And because we've got so many, uh, make sure we chime up and say, like, hey, this is, this is Rodney talking now, okay, for example. So, Craig, we, already, we met you just a second ago. You're like, the, you're like the, the dictator of this organization, right? Yes, this is Craig talking now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I, I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm the man. I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, the focus of all of the people in this room's lives. <laughs> in this room, lives. Their collective life. Yes, exactly. And then on backing vocals and also electric guitar, we have Ryan. Ryan. Stump is my name. Stump? Yeah. S-T-U-M-P Stump? S-T-U-M-P Stump, like a tree stump. I bet junior high was hell for you. No, everybody calls me Stump. They love it. Yeah, junior high I think is hell for I wasn't everybody. A yeah, junior high, that's, that, I've always felt that that's like, that's the lowest position on the, so, the, the social totem pole ever of all time is like a, a freshman guy. Really? Yeah, because you're like, you're, um, you you just you have got you've got no cachet whatsoever. I guess so. I don't know. Being a freshman young lady is kind of hard too, because we're all going through the same painful. True, but you transition. have the seniors, juniors, and sophomores like asking you out on dates. Where it's like, who's going to go out with a freshman guy? Are you serious? Nobody, because when you're in eighth grade, you can't ask out the eighth grade girl because yeah, she's still in all grade the older school. Older girls beat you up because the older guys like you. Yeah. Well, they want to. Yeah, well, well, we'll come back around to that. On pedal steel, uh, can we pass the mic over to him here? On pedal steel, this is Eric. Eric, I don't know your last name. What is your last name? Christensen. Uh-oh, we have a mic issue here? Okay, well, let's fix this in just a second. Why don't we get to some music and we'll take care of this mic issue. We'll come back after this and get meet the rest of the band. You've got a new record, Craig, coming out very, very soon yep. in June, which is not that far off. It seems mm-hmm. like it's a long way off, but it really, really isn't. Uh, how many tracks on this record? Uh, nine. Nine tracks. And are, is it the same players on this record, or do you kind of piece it together? Um, play a lot of instruments yourself, or what? Yeah, sort of piece it together. We had some, uh, um, we got together this band, I guess, about what, about seven months ago or so. Okay. Um, the record was uh, mixed and actually completely engineered and, and mixed by um, my our bass player, Marco, who Marco Fox. Who we will meet after this song. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got some, well, there's some hot shots on. There's like Pete Thomas is uh, playing the drums okay. from Elvis Costello's band. and. Some guys from the County Crows, uh, Neil Larson, Mr. Immergluck, correct? Yeah, yeah, Dave Immergluck. Yeah, he, he lives here in town. Yeah, yeah, I think that they all do, don't they? 
Yeah, Adam now, I think he's, he was in New York now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Adam, we, we couldn't afford Adam. But I think he lives where he wants to live. That's Adam. <laughs> I don't really know. He's, he's his own man. Yeah. So let's play a track from the record. The record's going to be called I Love You. It comes out June 19th, I believe. Is this on a label, on an indie label? What's the story? Well, I did have kind of I released a couple records independently on my own label called uh, Fake Record Label Records, but I think I'm just going to completely leave the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's just going to come out uh, on Craig Elkin's uh, yeah. Extravaganza Records. <laughs> and you don't you don't really need to have a label anymore. It's not it's not crucial to do this. You know, no, I mean I don't understand why I should put a label on there. Why do I have to have my own stupid label? I don't, I don't, yeah. You know. But I, then again, I'm completely not a business person, so I'm sure that I'm overlooking yeah. about twenty things. Yeah. Well, it's, we'll focus on the art. Well, maybe we'll some we'll slip some music in there accidentally just in case. <laughs> so this is the track from I Love You. This is a track called Tumbleweeds. And this, like I said, June 19th on uh, on no record label. On no record label. Craig Elkins, former singer, frontman from Huff Moose on Independence Day. One, two, three, four. Aging hipsters and fair weather friends. Disconnect me before the fun begins So I don't have to try I'll have an alibi Skim the surface Skim it with conviction Show. And always going down the street. And always going down the street. 
You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong, and I am oh so happy to be talking to you tonight. This is one of my favorite things to do, by the way. I never really never really get into this on the radio. I love music, and I love talking about music. I love sharing music with you, our faithful listeners out there in Radioland, wherever you may be. Uh, you are listening to Lancer Radio. We broadcast from the campus of Pasadena City College every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m., sometimes a little over, if we feel the mood striking us. And tonight in our studio, we have the band Craig Elkins, and his band, because the band doesn't really have a name, correct? Or is it the Craig Elkins Band? Craig, it's the Craig Elkins Band for this evening. Okay, so is a is that everybody kind of a, approaches that somewhat differently? You know, like like some bands, it's it's like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Everyone knows that's the Heartbreakers. Bruce Spring, excuse me, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. But then some people just kind of have the band of of people who play with them. Like Elvis Costello is a good example of that. He's had the same guys forever. I guess the attractions, um, yeah. But there's but there's there's other people. That's not a good example. Then there's other people who just kind of have a band, and even though it may be the same people since time immemorial, they don't. Yeah. They never really have a name. Do you have give feelings on this? Well, I don't know. I mean, with this, it's funny. Um, this is actually evolving into a lot more of sort of a band than I thought it would. I mean, it's really great playing with these guys and girls and and girls, and uh, and perhaps we should come up with like a super cool name for the band. But uh, and then Craig Elkins band, I just for some reason that just doesn't work for me. I don't Craig know. Craig Elkins and the Super Cool Band. Craig Elkins and the Super Cool Band. I tell you, I did come up with a really good name that I loved, but um, Marco didn't like it. It's called it was uh, the Craig Elkinses, which I, I totally love. That's so hard. It it's such yeah. a hard thing finding a band name because I remember yeah. back before the internet, like having to like pour over magazines to try to find if someone had already had the name. Yeah. Was now and then, then, and then it became like a thing where you'd have a band meeting. Okay, we're going to think up a name tonight. So you'd get a 12-pack of beer, and you'd all sit <laughs> in a room, and you'd be like, okay, um, the the John Thomases. And you'd look it up. Oh, there's 14 of them. Yeah, Eight yeah. of them are in Cleveland, and the rest of them are spread out all over the place. But it's it's a hard thing to pick up. And it's, it's a careful thing because, A, you can have a band and then define the name, like the police, because you don't want to – like you think about a band called the police and separate it from Sting and those other guys. Uh, you wouldn't really want to go see a band called The Police because they're the people who pull me over <laughs> and give me exorbitant mm. fines. But then they define the name. Or you have it the other way around where the name defines you. You know, yeah. like metal bands always have names that defy them. Yeah, Define yeah. them. In any case, I digress. Well, you know, it's funny. I've, I've got a history. I mean, this is I've put out a few solo records since Huffamoose. Well, I mean, just to backtrack, Huffamoose, I mean, the only reason, I don't even know why we came up with that name, but... We almost didn't keep it, and then um, our first manager didn't literally just didn't like it, and um, and we had just met him, and we kind of didn't know how to read him, so we thought if he didn't like it, it was a good sign. He might be <laughs> listening now, so yeah. But uh, so we kept it, <laughs> and then yeah. I've got uh, so every time I put out a record, it's a different name. Like I was I'm Craig Craig Stofferson on one of my records, um, which I get a huge kick out of. Then there's a band OLD, which just means old. And I just thought, you know, why not just sort of name, you yeah. know, just use my own name. It it's makes such it, a great name, Craig Elkins. I mean, it, yeah. it's already a it, rock star it name. It inspires rock yeah, superstardom, exactly. at least it does out of me. I, I feel this. So let's, we've, we've met you, um, we've met Ryan on guitar and vocals. Yes. Say hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Yeah, very good. You took the cue. Setting him up, knocking <laughs> him down. Excellent work. So let's, let's let's meet the rest of the band here, and then I'd like you guys to play a tunes, and we'll kind of cycle through a bunch of topics. We actually, we did talk to you. Um, this is Eric on pedal steel guitar, which is like my, my favorite complimentary instrument of all time. Yes, if it's nice. not Hammond organ, it is uh, it's pedal steel guitar. What got you into steel? It's such a it's such a 
Um, it's an unusual instrument for, for someone uh, to well, pick I up. I played guitar for years. Oh, I played guitar for years, and uh, you know, a lot of people play guitar, so you know, it gets the phone to ring when you play something yeah. else, particularly like pedal steel, you know. Yeah, and you do you get other like it's easy to get gigs when you play an esoteric instrument, like because mm-hmm. there's aren't that many people playing it. I mean, yeah, but it also requires uh, music that that it lends itself to a pedal steel, like a lot of uh, yeah, you know, a lot of bands don't know where to put a pedal steel type, you know. Closer. Yeah. Yes. Pretend you're a singer. Sing yes. into the mic. There you right. go. Much, much better. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, and how long have you been playing steel? Uh, about six years. Yeah. And it's it's such a unique instrument for people who are at home. This is primarily an instrument used in country music. You sit mm-hmm. at it like a small table, and then but you have to play it like an octopus. You've got pedal. You've got levers on your knees. Knee you've got foot pedals. Foot pedals. Volume you've pedal. You've got. You're sitting on this stool, which is like this combination torture device that everything goes into. And it's, you know, my old guitar player, Tyler, who's awesome, mm-hmm. also played pedal steel, which is one of the reasons I loved having him in my band. Yeah. Um, but it's such a, so do you, would you ever double in this band, like play a guitar oh, or sure, something yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Some bands I do, I have like, you know, two separate rigs, a guitar rig and a steel yeah. rig. Man, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm totally envious. I've sat down at his steel a couple times and I felt like a second grader because yeah, I feel like I'm fairly musical adept. I play a bunch of instruments. Steel players say it takes two years to suck and then. Yeah. And then get past that. Okay. All right, we'll pass that mic over. We've got the hot potato mic. This is going to the drum set. This is Julian. What's your last name, Julian? David. Julian David. Yeah. Interesting. Quite unusual. It is. We're, now, you have a dialect. Where are you from? Oh, gosh. I'm from Germany. Ah, <laughs> where in Germany? <laughs> Dusseldorf. I've been to Dusseldorf. Oh, there you go. I have. You go. And the river is there. Yep, the Rhine and River. The, exactly. And it was uh, Dusseldorf. No, it's, it's Dusseldorf's the fashion center yeah. in Germany, correct? And, and Yes, it is. And careful about mixing up Cologne and... No, no, I didn't. I was in Cologne as well. <laughs> I was just trying to remember which one. Yeah. And there's there's two indigenous <laughs> beer styles. That's correct. Yeah. There's That's alt, why they don't like each other. Alt and Kolsch. Right. And which one? Is, I always forget which one's from which town. Well, Kolsch is from Cologne. You okay. can memorize that. There's okay. A, you know, little trick to memorize that. But okay. then uh, alt is from Düsseldorf. Okay. Yeah, I remember my, my my memory of being in Germany was I went to a beer garden yep. in uh, in Dusseldorf, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people in this outdoor garden. And I, I closed my eyes. I don't speak a lick of German. I learned one word coming out of German, which was a uh, Hauptbahnhof, which is like yep. train station. Well, it's a good one to know. Yeah, it, it helps you around. Yeah, cause it, you know, not the police or. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I had a great time. But I, I closed my eyes. And I couldn't tell what language people are speaking. Like the din of conversation of hundreds of people in a room, you yeah. can't tell what language they're speaking, which yeah. I thought was fascinating. What brought you to the States? Uh, work, Yeah, pretty what, much. What kind I, of work? I'm Well, I'm a recording engineer, producer, but um, I also work as a microphone design engineer. Oh, for, so. are you at liberty to say for whom? Yes, the company is called AEA, Rookie okay. Mics, and they're actually located just up the street here in Pasadena. Very nice. So... Maybe you can maybe you can get us a sponsorship deal. We'll do the whole show with ribbon Ooh, mics. We can talk about that. It's a it's a <laughs> I, I like ribbon mics. They're great. I've used them for kind of esoteric things at right. different times. All right. Well, pass the uh, pass the mic along. We've got sure. one more member of the band here to meet. One more of the super cool band. Uh, this is Marco on bass, and you've got a great bass, Marco. Oh, thanks. It's in, make sure you talk into the mic when you speak. Okay. There, thank you very much. Pretend <laughs> pretend you're David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. Yeah, except <laughs> with, with less jumping around. We don't have enough room. So yeah. tell me, you, you know, you're that's, you, you've got this. It's it's like this old P bass, but you said it's a Squire. Yeah, I, I actually went to Guitar Center to buy a P bass because I had one stolen, and uh, I li- lined up a few of them and uh, picked this one. And the salesman was like, "Oh, you don't want that one. That's the Squire." I'm like, "I don't know, man. It sounded better than the others, so I yeah. took it home." And it's value priced. Yeah, dirt cheap, and I love it. 
Yeah, bass is uh, bass is such an important instrument in any rock band. Like it takes a you, like the minute I walked in, I was like, you know, you have to be the bass player aside from the fact that you're holding the bass. <laughs> but like you you have the aura of a bass player. Really? Yeah, it's hard to explain, but having played in bands my whole life, I'm I'm a strong believer that bass is the glue that holds bands together. Yeah, yeah. And you seem like that kind of character. <laughs> cool. Am I am I am I wrong? Can the rest of the band confirm this or deny this? I think he does definitely this? have that bass player personality for sure. You yeah. Know? Bass players are generally like no BS types of people. Yeah. Like I they don't, they right. don't want to hear it. Sort of me, you know, yeah. Let's just get let's get on with it. Yeah. yeah. In any case, so let's let's think about playing a tune here. We've got a whole set of instruments <coughs> lined up in our room here. Uh, this is the Craig Elkins and his super cool band. I think by the end of the night we're going to get this uh, get the moniker official. Yeah, we got to get a name. Uh, get call the lawyers. It's not too late to change it on the record either. Elk, Elks. I like the Craig Elkins. I love the Craig Elkins. What power quintet? That's a good. One. <laughs> power quintet. So tell us what you guys. You guys have a lot of instruments in here. We've got old Telecasters. We've got some kind of. Uh, less Paulish Franken guitar, which looks cool, and great pedal steel, great set of drums, some bass as well. Tell us what we're going to play here, or what you're going to play. Uh, what song we're going to play? Yeah, tell we're me about it. We're going to play a song called You Were My Son that's actually not on the record, but um, it's, on, it's on the EP, um, which I'm not sure. I think we're just going to put this on our website and, and let people download it, but, uh, or maybe not. We might re-record it. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But anyway, it's called You Were My Son, and uh, it's a song about my relationship with my dad, who passed away a few years ago. But it's, you know, but I, you know, just, I mean, it's kind of a negative song, but I actually, I'd, I'd have to say in all fairness that my dad wasn't all bad. Pretty cool guy, I, yeah. mean, I guess, in a lot of ways. You said you, did you say you lose your, you lost your dad? Yeah, he died, uh, God, about ten years ago. Oh, that's yeah. I'm very, very sorry. Oh, thanks. Dads are dads are strange. My dad always calls me. I work my day job is working for uh, like a, an NPR affiliate here in town, and my father called today like ten minutes before airtime, which is like the worst possible time. Maybe except maybe five, four, or three minutes to airtime. It might be worse. But you know, I, I love my dad to death. But it's, he always calls at these like the strangest times. But, you know, so, Dad, if you're out there, I love you dearly. You, you gave me everything, <laughs> and I'll never forget it. So tell me uh, tell me what you see. So, what's, I'm sorry, the song's about your dad. The name yeah. of the song is? It's uh, You Are My Son. You Are My Son. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear this. This oh, okay. is Craig Elkins and his band on Independence Day.
Craig Elkins and his band on Independence Day. Very, very nice. That's a, that is a heartfelt song, man. Thank you. And that actually leads me to my very next set of questions for you, which is, you know, as you sent music, and I was I was reviewing the music uh, that you sent, which is very, very good. I'm looking forward to this record coming out. Thanks. Um, you know, you, you kind of straddle this line, which is not an uncommon thing to do for musicians nowadays in 2012. Um, between, you know, if it's sometimes for different people, it's like a musical style. Sometimes it's a tone. Sometimes it's a concept, but for you, there's definitely a strong element of quirk 
mm. quirkiness in your music, almost like a, uh, a Mike Doty, like from Soul Coughing kind of thing. Like mm. his lyrics, your voice is reminiscent of Mike Doty a little bit, and your lyrical phrases kind of turn in on, them, on, on themselves like his do. Um, but yet it's kind of like a lot of bands who are kind of quirky, I think that it kind of comes off sometimes as being, I don't know, it, it doesn't have heart. Like, you know, it's like they might be giants as an example. I'm not saying those guys are bad in any way, but it's like it's hard for me to imagine them playing anything other than a funny song. Yeah. Like yeah. everything they do is funny. And I think you very deftly straddle that line between kind of quirkiness and like earnest heartfeltness. You know, is this something that's intentional or does it just kind of come out of you that way? Uh, well, that's a good question. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess it just kind of comes out of me that way. I just, uh, um, you know, I'm not, I don't really know much about songwriting, like in the classical sense, and I just sort of invented my own way to do yeah. it. Did you have musical training growing up? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went to music school and everything. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Berkeley, okay. and then I went to, uh, I went to a little tiny school called Combs College of Music that no longer exists, and there was a an accordion player at that school whose name was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> That's and then I went to cool. Berkeley, and uh -huh. uh, <coughs> when were you when were you at Berkeley? Uh, in nineteen eighty seven or something like that. Because I was there in eighty nine. Oh really? Yeah, I lasted like a semester, oh, oh, about as much as I could take. I, I mean, the school was great, uh -huh. but it was far from home. It was very cold, um, and at the time, you may remember this. Like I was a guitar player, uh -huh. and it was like forty percent guitar players, which meant in six thousand students, that's like seventeen hundred guitar players, which yeah. is absurd. And like it was warring factions of jazz heads and metal heads. Was it like that when you were there too? I guess so. You know, I, it's funny because I kind of had one foot in the door at Berkeley and one foot in sort of my restaurant world party scene. So, so um, you know, I don't think I ever really committed to it or took it too seriously. Huh. Um, I do remember going through a phase when I was there where I was sort of trying to be sort of GQ-ish and dress nicely. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I do remember also asking um, a girl out, and she just sort of looked at me. She actually didn't respond. One, one of the eight girls at Berkeley? <laughs> one of the eight. She was really attractive, too. I remember that. I don't know where that's going, but uh, I don't know. You know, where was, what was the question? It was some, <laughs> something about Berkeley. It was, I mean, it was a cool place. I mean, it, it was fun. It was, it was great. a very inspirational Living place. Living in Boston, going yeah. to college in Boston is amazing. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just had more fun sort of hanging out than I did actually going yeah. to Berkeley. I think that's you, that could be said for any college anywhere. Yeah. And you know what, too? I didn't really have a sense of music for me. Like, I didn't know. It didn't really, nothing really came together for me um, until way after I got out of Berkeley. Where's, I mean, your, I really, where's your hometown? Uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really start writing songs until I was 30. Yeah, you okay. Know, that I liked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Go ahead. Give someone, someone, someone to chime in over there. No, I'm just laughing at <laughs> songs. I, I was like. being serious. Yeah, yeah. I've read um, <laughs> whether you like him or not. You know, Brian Adams has uh, not Ryan, but Brian Adams has written a lot of songs yeah. that have gotten a lot of airplay. And you know, he, he had a write, uh, writing partner named Jim Valance for a really long time, and they, you know, they wrote stuff that a lot of other people did too. Um, and you know, they said that they had written hundreds of songs mm. before they felt anything was worth really showing anybody. And I like that work ethic. Yeah, you yeah. know, when you guys know this, I want to ask the whole band this, and I want to get to some more music here in just a second. So, any of you, please feel free to chime in. You, of course, you can too, Craig. Um, but when you guys work up songs, like, do you like do you bring songs to them, and you know, or do you guys uh, write together? Like, how how does this happen? Like, what's how much of it a band is it, or is it becoming? 
and anybody can chime in. Uh, Craig pretty much brings the song into it. Okay. And we uh, put our touch on it, you know. Yeah. Okay. So then, but how much, like, how much leeway? Why don't you, let's let's pass it around a little bit. I want to get everybody's input here. Like, how much leeway? Like, do you feel like is he like a benevolent dictator? Is he like just say, hey, you know, the song's in four, go? Or you know, how rough are the songs when he brings them to you? Um, so this is Julian talking again uh, on the drums, um, trying to be an octopus and compete with Eric um, <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> um, I guess you know that we haven't been a a band for that long. So you know when I when I joined the band as a drummer, part of it was um, taking the songs that that are on the record and then kind of figuring out how to play them live. Okay. And and but in that process, I think we we've come up with some really nice alternate versions that work really well live and and I think what's really cool is that that Craig's really open to any of these kind of suggestions and um so you know it took a little while for us all to kind of grow together but I think by now it's working out really well and um even Ryan has now a song that oh we're going to yeah, work I out think, so um, the I I mean the beauty of this band is that c- we kind of all just come together and say hey what do you think about this and it's really open and everybody has a voice and uh-huh. obviously craig's our fearless band leader and marco's right there with them too um having been with craig on almost all of these tunes um and engineering the album and all of that he kind of has a, a really firm foundation i think of what craig's kind of idea is but then with the talent of, of julian and eric i'm kind of the new kid you know um i'm i'm writing now I'm kind of fresh into this yeah. and Craig's helping me along um, kind of finding my own voice but it's also really cool to be kind of reinforced you know with these guys they're like come on let's do it you know just play yeah. and it's it's just a really cool avenue where I think anything can kind of happen with us so we're just you know yeah it's de- it's we'll definitely evolving like <clears throat> with Ryan we're getting start she's just starting to play electric guitar in the band which is really cool so it feels like a band that's actually going, we're evolving into something, but we're not really sure, quite sure yet, but we just love playing. It just has a nice feel to it. And that's, yeah. I think that's really hard to find. Yeah, I mean, personalities, both musically and personally, are so important in a band. I mean, it really is a band. You don't think about it in those terms, like the original definition of the word, like a band of thieves or a band of gypsies. brothers or a band of gypsies or whatever. It's a band of people. You're getting together to play music. So... Um, it's it's so crucial. I mean, and you can tell. I mean, again, when I walked in the room, I could really feel like you guys. You guys, unless you're putting me on, you actually kind of like each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's cool. Sure. So show me show me musically how you like each other. You have, how about some more music? Okay. Funny. Right, which where do you guys want to play? Um, what do you think? What do you want to play? Gravel. 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 Play gravel. Alrighty. The song's called Gravel.
Very, very nice. This is Craig Elkins and his band, the Super Cool Band, and they are live here in our studio on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you very much for tuning in. We love it when you tune in. We love talking about music here. And um, so, you know, you've got this band, you know, Huffa Moose, which, you know, you had some notoriety. You guys you guys did pretty well, you know. It seems like, you know, uh, the Cameron Crow thing, the Woodstock thing, you know, you were on Interscope at yeah. that point, correct? Uh-huh. Um, so what, you know, the, you've got this momentum, the band's going well, like what was it you think that, how, how did it fall apart? Why did it fall apart? Do you think? Uh, is there, uh, is there a simple answer? I think, yeah. Well, no, there's two things. Number one, um, I think Interscope changed hands uh, and yes. we were one of the bands that was kind of axed, okay. um, <clears throat> to leave. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Come on, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, <clears throat> also, I think um, we had just we had toured for you know about two years straight. I mean, before we we released our record on Interscope, we were together for five years, um, and we just kind of you know hit a wall. And then we had, we were having the, the whole time we were on the road with uh, touring the Interscope record. We had uh, a film crew, a small film crew on the road for okay. much of the time. 
and we were all in the, one of those little Ford Econo vans, uh-huh. and uh, I think we were just just completely fried, you know. Yeah. And I think it's the combination of those two things. I mean, you know, after the Interscope deal fell apart, you know, we got back together. The, our drummer Eric left, and we got a, a new drummer, a couple new drummers, um, and we kind of, you know, forged ahead, but it was never really the same. Yeah. And then how long after that did you wind up in Los Angeles, and why, why L.A. from the East Coast? Well, uh, I moved out to L.A. in the early 90s and, um, you know, for a couple of years, but then my mom got sick and I had to move back. Okay. And then, uh, you know, then the Interscope thing happened, et cetera, et cetera. Then I had a daughter. Um, she's eight now. She's going to be nine in May. Um, and uh, and I birthday. just remember once I was in Philly, it was wintertime. I was driving to a, um, a job that I had, <clears throat> a day job. And uh, I heard an interview with Arlo Guthrie and his daughter, who I think his name is Sarah. Is it Sarah Guthrie? Is that it? Anyway, um, she was on the phone, and he was in the studio, or vice versa, and they started to sing uh, This Land is Your Land together. And it just kind of it just made me think, you know, wouldn't it be great to, to, you know, I'd kind of like retired. My brain had sort of retired from music. And I thought, you know what, I, I think I'm going to give this another shot and kind of try and show my daughter that, you know, you can tr- at least try to to do what you love and, yeah. and try to make a go of it, and that's that's why I'm out here, and, and uh, you know that's why I have twenty dollars in the bank. Yeah. So, are you <laughs> are you full time music these days? Um, no, 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 no. I, I work from my home. I do like you know computer programming stuff, okay. you know, which I taught myself after I, you know, yeah. retired myself from the music industry. Do we have uh, anybody here full time music in the band? I know you said you're an engineer, Marco. Full time, I I work as a tech at some recording studios. That's okay. how we kind of got the record together. I was at a studio and uh-huh. uh, was able to get a lot of free time, basically. Yeah, you see that uh, that's a very very common thing now in music. Like there's because of the way everything has changed, the ground has kind of shifted under everybody, and there you know it's it's harder than ever to like live out of the van, like live out of the Econoline. Mm. Like you kind of have to like break through and get to that point. Like there's a band. Um, Drive by Truckers is the band that I always kind of use oh, the example. They're like guys. they're like king of the independent bands. I mean, yeah. they've been on labels sort of, you know, on and off. Um, they have distribution through the label, mm. um, but they're you know they're very much kind of a closed shop. You know, they they tour and they do, do even international touring. They don't have day jobs, but I don't think they're particularly wealthy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like having almost like a blue collar job, except your blue collar job is playing rock and roll. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a we've got a lot of bands like that now, or bands you know like you guys who maintain you know like what I call Clark Kent jobs, so you can then go be Superman at night and and play play your music. You right, know, whereas right. before, like everyone like strove so hard to to like I want to get signed or I want to like make it, mm-hmm. you know. But what does that even mean anymore? You know, yeah. it's, it's just making your yeah, music. Yeah, well, considering also that after they made it, they ended up being accountants or working somewhere. Um, yeah, you know, after that fallout, because a lot of people um, didn't manage their money or they weren't right. even getting money that they were promised. So, right. I mean, take into consideration, I mean, just most of the bands of the 70s, you know, who weren't Led Zeppelin, who maybe they even had. But look at Pink Floyd. I mean, all their music. I mean, they got raked over the coals as well. So I think what's um, important to look at is the the thieving record companies basically just robbing people of an emotional art and or of an emotional craft yeah you know like craig said he's not a businessman well most people who are artists are not business people yeah and that's something that's 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 had to change over time because now 
you know, you you can't almost <clears throat> you almost can't be a musician. You have to manage your Facebook page, yeah, you manage your website, everything. make your posters. I mean, half the things I learned how to do in my life, I learned how to do to support my musical yeah. compulsion. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned Photoshop because I didn't have enough money to pay anyone to make posters and flyers. Well, the DC punk scene is a really good yeah. example of DIY and getting it done and, yeah. you know, managing all those aspects, too. So yeah. there's hope for everybody yeah. to learn. Yeah, and but the music, music is doing very well. I mean, there's great bands, you know, more than ever. You're hearing a lot of great music. You just have to, I think you have to work harder to find it. That's, yeah. that's my experience. Well, there's just so much. Yeah, there's yeah. so much out there. There's now, so much. Too. How do you find it, yeah. you know? It's... Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's it's saturated. It's saturated. Yes, the market. Yeah. All right, so a little more music, perhaps. Cool. We didn't bring all this gear out here for nothing. Yeah, T- yeah. Tell us what we're gonna hear. Uh, you guys want to play Stingray? Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. We're gonna play uh, a song that has a lot that? of um, in the chorus. Uh, one of the main words in the chorus is um, the f bomb. It's one of the uh, <laughs> one of the Carlin words. Exactly. So we're not gonna so sing we it. Are, um, but we're just going to drop it. Okay. So when you hear nothing... So the song is four seconds long? Exactly. <laughs> when you hear nothing, that insert um, one of those Carlin words. Okay. Y'all, yeah. we have vivid imaginations. Okay. All right, lay it on. <clears throat> Since I wrote that song, my muse has killed herself And the other one is mental And I have aged a little Lost my pickle trying to do the right thing A ton of regret and lost respect and found religion on the way back down I might adjust but I I can't change and that is the shaky ground I'm standing on Just like you aches and moans But the way everybody rolls these days You cannot tell It's all fantastic, great, fine How are you? I'm fine too But none of my friends have changed They're all exceptional And they'll be that way forever the moves they made may seem like the moves everyone else 
words that my father said to me. He licked his fingers, sighed and moaned just out of idle curiosity. Son, what were you thinking? Did you want to get caught with that knife in your pocket in the parking lot? But I was just showing off, just trying to be like by the popular kids. With the stingray Very, very nice. Craig Elkins and his band here on Independence Day. That was cool. Thank you. Haunting. I love haunting. Like we, I, I, I feel so effusive, but I love Pedal Steel. Such a junkie. They're one of my favorite bands in the world. I discovered them. They're Blue Rodeo. They're from Toronto, Canada. And I love them because when I first, uh, at one point they had, I guess they still do, they have a Pedal Steel player and a Hammond organ player like together in the same band, which to me is like the, that's like the perfect thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we touched upon this before the break here, but what, you know, technology is such a strange thing, and it's, it's come so far, and it's changed so much about the business. Um, what, and, and Craig, you've been around, you know, long enough in the business to have watched these, all these changes happen. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how is it different now than before about, about doing music, the process, or how do you use technology? And anybody can answer this as well. How does technology make the way you do music different? Well, uh, for me, um, I came from a place of having some technology to having no technology. Like, uh, this guitar is borrowed, that amp is borrowed. I have no electric guitar, no acoustic guitar. The only guitar I have is my daughter's pink nylon string guitar. Okay. And uh, so, um, I think I've gone in the opposite direction. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what what do you write on if you don't own a guitar? Um, I don't. I write on the, my daughter's little pink okay. guitar, um, and um, I just got a Mac, so I've been using GarageBand a little bit, but okay. mostly I just kind of write songs and I'm doing the dishes or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. That's probably not the answer you were looking for. I, I'm looking for any answer that you provide. <laughs> so the rest of you, like, how how is you know you've all been playing for a while. You know, obviously, recording studio technology has changed a lot. I mean, drumming is about the same. But, I mean, do you guys, are you guys tweeting for shows? Are you guys, you obviously have a Facebook page. Um, how, what else about technology is different? Anything, anybody. Or is it exactly the same for you? <laughs> it's the same for me. I, I, I'm not on Facebook. The band has a Facebook page. And I've worked in recording studios since the early 90s. But, okay. uh, yeah, I kind of prefer just writing them organically and then recording them yeah. after they've been written. Uh, I mean, I've done it both ways. Now, when you started, because early 90s, were you on two-inch tape? or were you? Yeah, on, yeah. I so used you to work on Studer tape machines uh-huh. and all that stuff. And then it was ADATs, probably? Yeah, ADATs and uh, Tascams. And, yeah. Okay. DA88s and then the, the, the That's more right, like yeah. the Betamax VHS format of multi-track. Uh-huh. Uh, and now, so the new record, is the new record on Pro Tools? 
Yeah, it's on Pro Tools. Well, yeah. that's one way. Yeah, we're, we're, I mean the Huffman's record was recorded on ADATs. Okay. So things have changed a lot. Yeah. And now people are going back to two inch, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they can find the tape. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I graduated from college, I was a recording engineer in my college program as well. We had a two we had a, a two inch tape machine, and one of the last things I did as a studio manager, they had sold the uh, two inch machine, which I thought was a crime even then, yeah. and. I, I, was, I was paid to drive it up to this professional audio store to get rid of it. It's like I felt like just like lying, like driving the van somewhere like else and taking it, hiding it somewhere and telling them that I was hijacked by <laughs> criminals. Really. Yeah, it's like <laughs> taking your dog for that last trip to the vet. Yeah, <laughs> you feel exactly. I felt terrible. And then the other funny thing is when I graduated, you know, they gave me and all the rest of the studio managers, we had stacks of reels of two-inch tape. And I, I got this giant stack of it, and then I was gonna, I was really broke at one point, so I was gonna sell it to this guy who I knew from school, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, fifty bucks a reel, which was a steal, and the bastard never paid me, <laughs> yeah. so he got the tape and I got bupkis. I had to buy a two-inch reel recently, and it's like three hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't cheap back then, but that's even more. Yeah. Didn't you say that the tape too, Marco, was kind of like not as good of quality as it used to be, or something, or did somebody else tell me that? Yeah, it was hard because all the old tape companies stopped making it. So Yeah, uh, there can't be that many companies even making it at all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Just my boyfriend is always hunting for two inch. Oh yeah, yeah I, I yeah, saw it. Yeah, Danny has a studer, so he's always hunting for tape. That's sexy talk. My boyfriend has a studer. He does. <laughs> and he's got a nice board too. Yeah, he's got a nice old <laughs> API got console. Fancy, fancy. That's very cool. So we've got about enough time for one more song. You guys gotta play something for us before we roll out of here tonight? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. What is this? Uh, you guys want to do Tell My Story? Okay, let's do that one. Is this the tune with the groove yeah, this on is the, the record with, with, the the with like the honky-tonk piano? And I, that's like my favorite track of everything you sent. I'm a big yeah, fan well of that. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like mid-tempo, <coughs> like swaggery tunes with honky-tonk piano and pedal steel, which we talked about before. Yeah, this tune, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a piano player yet. Maybe we'll add a piano player at some point. But... Uh, yeah, it's got a great feel on the record. We were really happy with the way this came out. Also, all the other tracks. Yeah. Most of them were just recorded live. and Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just had a... The whole record kind of has a nice organic feel to it, I think. So whose guitar did you borrow to record the record, man? My, my The music teacher from my daughter's school had a nice old Martin. Okay. Um, that uh, I just kind of played the whole time. Yeah. Uh, what did you say, Marco? Yeah, it's a great, great guitar. Yeah. All right, well, lay this on us, boys and yeah. girls. All right, this one's called Telling My Story. It's uh, on the record, going to be on the record. June 19th. Yep. <clears throat> it's a song about, um, uh, a f uh, what is it, the, my own funeral. Kind of the fantasy reality. Kind of starts fantasy and then slowly turns into reality.
Very, very nice. That's cool, man. Like I said before, I'm, I'm such a sucker for those types of grooves, man. I, I could listen to that all day. You could just play that again, and that would be <laughs> cool you, by me. So, excellent. You know, we got to wrap things up. We're running just a little bit, a sh- little bit short on time here. Uh, maybe we'll get you to stick around and play us a song after the thing here. We'll okay. put it up on the website if you've got another thing, another arrow in your quiver. Uh, so stick around, people who listen to this, check out the website for that. And I, I'd like to pay you guys one kind of important compliment. I mean, I meet a lot of musicians, and honestly, you guys are just about the most unpretentious group of musicians I've ever met. Well, and that is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful thing. So keep up the good work. You, people can learn about what you're up to. Uh, Craig Elkins and his band, the super cool band, facebook.com slash Craig Elkins Music, and that's Craig with a C, C R A I G E L K I N S, Craig Elkins Music, Facebook there. Oh, oh, one more thing, Joe, don't forget we're playing at the Silver Lake Lounge. Oh, don't, don't worry, we, that was coming up oh, next, man. Silver nice. Lake Lounge, 331, that's an awesome that's place right. in Silver Lake. I've seen bands there. It's kind of a, it's a really, really interesting place to see a band, that's but not, not interesting bad, although it, it, it can be interesting questionable sometimes, but yeah. it's a cool venue. Cool venue. So great. We're looking forward to seeing you guys play there. You want, what night of the week is that? Do we know off the top of your head? Uh, well, I think it's probably a Saturday. It's yeah. probably early because they seem to have an odd schedule. They start bands playing at 4 o'clock or something. Oh, my. You know? yeah, the funny thing is, man, anymore, that's fine. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy with that. If I can be home, like with my dog by nine, I'm cool by that. Yeah, I think that's a selling point, right? Yeah, no one's going to. See, I mean, my my friends aren't going to see a band at midnight anymore. Yeah, they yeah. barely did that when I was doing it full time. In any case, so uh, Craig, Ryan, Eric, Julian, Marco, thank you very much for spending your Wednesday night with us here on Independence Day, taking time out of your busy lives. We appreciate it very, very much. Thank keep you. making great music. We love it. Music Thanks, is a beautiful, man. beautiful thing. So keep up with these guys, like I said, at Facebook, or you can find us here at the Independence Day website, as always. Thanks to Craig Elkins and his band, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski. And also, as always, a big tip of the hat goes to Valentino Rivero and Jamie Say from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Please be good to one another.
Stop.